Welcome to the first episode of Correct Me If I'm Wrong. I'm your host, Gregory Tyler. If you're not familiar with me, I'm the resident funny guy over at Wavy Pack. So please don't expect anything too serious or thought-provoking out of me. I'm just here to drop you guys something, you know, a little more silly and fun every week to help alleviate those Sunday scaries or to make the commute to work on Monday mornings a little bit more bearable. So with that being said, you guys can expect a new episode every Sunday unless I get too busy or forget or something. Bear with me. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Wavy Pack, uh, definitely go check out the website, wavypack.com. There's sure to be something there of interest for everybody. We've got music reviews, playlists curated by Cam and Max, two of the other uh, big shots over at Wavy Pack. We have the newest sneaker news fashion posts basically if it's pop culture um we've got it and as always we appreciate any and all support so go over there and check it out we all work real hard to produce whatever this content i hate that that term content makes me sound like an influencer which i'm not because no one will sponsor me but anyways check out the website we appreciate it to be completely honest uh, I'm not totally sure what direction I'm going to take this show in. Uh, I just kind of convinced Max to let me start another podcast because I can't stop talking and I always have something to say. And if anything, this is therapeutic for me because I can't afford a therapist. So here we are. I get to vent to you guys. All of you are my therapist. Uh, there's two things, though, that I'm planning to keep consistent. Uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, this week in history is one segment I'm going to do because I love history and other subjects like math and science were always way too hard and there's no way I could explain anything from either of those. So here we are. And secondly is a segment that actually inspired the name for this show. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll get to that later. I'll explain it at the end. Don't worry. First and foremost, um, music is something that is super important for us over at Wavy Pack. And there's been some devastating news within the music world that I actually just stumbled upon while I was doing some research for this show. It literally just popped up on my Google News feed. And that is that rapper DMX unfortunately suffered from an overdose last night at his home in New York and he was taken to the hospital. He's in critical condition. And according to the doctors, things aren't looking super good from him. There are conflicting reports. Some people were saying um, that he was somewhat responsive. And then some people are saying that he's in a, a vegetative state. I mean, neither of, neither of those things are ideal, but I just wanted to, you know, offer my support and well wishes to him and his family. And, you know, I hope, hope that he recovers because I mean, DMX is a, a little bit of a hip hop legend. I mean, this man started, started rapping in the nineties, kind of hit the scene in the nineties. And he's the first and only rapper to have all five of his first albums debut at number one on hip hop. So DMX is no slouch. He's been in the game for a long time, 
Uh, he's struggled with substance abuse for a long time. He's been uh, in and out of rehab. And over the last couple of years, you know, as of 2018, 2019, it had really seemed like he was getting things back together. He um, had started doing performances again. He was over there at Hakkasan in Vegas. Shout out Vegas. Um, performing, chatting it up, taking pictures with fans. So, you know, prayers out to, to DMX. And hopefully he can make a full recovery and be back to, you know, his, his normal yelling and barking self because hip-hop would not be the same without him. Oh, man, I messed up. There's a third segment that I'm going to do every week because, like I said, you guys are all my therapists. So I'm going to do my rose, bud, and thorn of the week every week. Um, and if you're not familiar with this, rose, bud, and thorn is going to be in my rose, the best thing that happened to me this week. My bud, something that I'm looking forward to this week. And my thorn, something bad that happened to me this week. Um, and if you don't know this about me, I actually work in a school. I'm not going to say where or what the name of it is because I would for sure run into some trouble if they found out I'm hosting podcasts. So please don't tell them. But this is inspired by um, working with children. And I am just a large man child and I like it. So here we are. My rose of the week is that for the first time in my adult life, my taxes were accepted on the first time. Um, and... You know, I don't know if this is something everybody else struggles with, but this has been an issue for me. And I don't want to blame TurboTax, but all I'm saying is I've never had any help from anyone other than TurboTax to file my taxes. And it annoys me how they're always trying to plug their products. And... Like, I, I'm not doing a whole lot. I know my tax return isn't going to be anything mind-blowing or life-changing. And so when, you know, every click, they're offering me some extra service for $50 more. And then the next one, it's $50 more. Like, I can't afford that. And then I'm getting, I was like half, no, more than halfway through. I'm almost done. I had to go through, I worked two jobs last year. Uh, I finally had some investments because I'm a big boy. Uh, so, you know, I had like four or five tax documents I had to upload. And I get to the part where they're like, you're almost done. How are you going to pay us? Because, surprise, TurboTax ain't free no more. I remember when it used to be free. It ain't no more. And they give you the options of just paying for something with a credit card like a normal person. Or, for your convenience you can just have it deducted from your tax return. And I was like, man, I'll for sure do that. That sounds so easy. Y'all just, you know, skim off the $60 or whatever it costs. So I'm going through it. I had to like sign a couple of things, you know, click a couple terms and conditions. I agree. Yes, I'm not a robot. Click on all of the buses and the photos. Did the whole thing. And then I get to the pay screen and they try to charge me $30 extra just for having them take it out of my tax return and that's mind mind-blowing to me again i'm not the smartest guy in the world but i don't see how that is costing 30 dollars of their time 
So then I had to click back through like 14 screens, enter all my credit card info, do all that. And then I'm sure in, you know, three weeks I'll be involved in another credit card breach. Like I said, I don't make a whole lot of money. So thank goodness when my information gets leaked, no one is interested in it. So I usually get left. I think I've been involved in like seven data breaches this year. I get emails all the time. I get told to change my passwords all the time, all that, but I can't remember them. So I just don't do it. Moving on my bud for the week. My bud is that I am excited that this lame March madness is finally almost over. And this hurts me to say, because I love March madness. I always have. I had a teacher in middle school that would just like cancel class looking back on it. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it was super dope as a student cause, and it was always, it was Bible teacher. So he's always canceling Bible class, Bible class and social studies. Um, you know, two things this world needs, uh, but, but he was canceling those, uh, and was just showing us basketball games and he would always make fun of me. I remember cause, uh, that was when Adam Morrison was playing and every single day he would tease me and say, I looked like Adam Morrison. And that lasted from uh, seventh grade until I graduated. I'm sure if I saw him today, he would still probably call me Adam Morrison, but, um, yeah, I love March Madness. It's always been exciting for me. But something about this year, it just hasn't been it. I don't know if it's COVID. And usually, I mean, again, please do not talk to my bosses. I'm known for calling off of work on the first day of March Madness just to watch like eight straight hours of games. But this year, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if it's, you know, COVID or not having fans or something. I haven't been able to pinpoint it yet. Uh, If you guys have any ideas, feel free, reach out and let me know. But this is the first year in probably what am I, 28, I said a birthday, probably like 15 years, maybe more, that I haven't filled out a bracket. And maybe I'm just being selfish and salty because I was lazy and didn't fill one out. But I'm ready for it to be over. Um, it's, you know, whatever. We got NBA on. I'm ready for the finals. Baseball just started. I'm out here in Seattle. I'm going to go catch the uh, terrible Mariners play. Tickets are cheap. I love that. I can't imagine living in a city like L.A. or New York where y'all got to pay $60 to go to a game. I'm out here, $9, and I'm at the Mariners game. Next, my thorn of the week. Like I said, I work at a school, and my thorn of the week was I got beat up by a child this week. Um... I don't want to give too much context because no matter what I say, it doesn't make it any better. Um, and I didn't, I didn't get like, I didn't have to get medical attention or anything. Uh, okay. You know what? Maybe I will give a little bit of context. So how our schools work out here is we have days with early dismissal through, you know, normal times, non COVID times. And that day is Wednesday. And so with all of COVID that's going on, we have, you know, some kids that are remote, some kids that are on campus and, uh, administration has just decided Wednesday is the day that all, all kids will be remote. Nobody will be on campus on Wednesdays, um, except for me and the kid that I work with. So we're just there alone on Wednesdays. There's no support 
um, the kids we work with. Uh, a lot of them have behavior issues. We'll just say that. I'm not going to go too deep. But he was not having a good day. And um, he just decided he chose violence. He was throwing hands. You know, I put up my guard and it helped a lot. And it's, you know, it's weird being in a fight where you can't hit back. But, you know, I just took it. I got beat up. You know, a couple minutes went by. We were cool. We watched some YouTube videos. The day went on. And honestly, it, you know, the, the thorn could have been way worse. So I'm glad that that was all it is. Actually, no, I have two thorns. I spent $1,800 to get the brakes fixed on my car, and it's still not working right. So if my mechanic is listening to this, um, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. I'll go find somebody else. You're fired. Moving on. Moving on to the first, I guess the second. Man, I'm a little off my game. The second of the reoccurring segments is this week in history. And no better day to start with than April 1st. April Fool's Day, y'all. AKA my dog's birthday. Shout out to Rodrigo. He is six years old. He's over here pestering me, trying to get me to play with him. It's quite distracting, but I love him. I love April Fool's. I hate pranks, but I like April Fool's. And this, what happened on this day in history, I'm sure a lot of people were waiting for it to be the most flagrant April Fool's joke of all time. And what happened was, in 2001, get that, this is crazy, 2001, 20 years ago, the Netherlands were the first country to fully legalize same-sex marriage. Yes, 20 years ago. Recent history. Um, they could have picked a better day to do it. Because like I said, that could have been the most flagrant April Fool's joke of all time. I'm sure every gay person in the Netherlands was just sitting there waiting for the administration to be like, huh, April Fool's, but they didn't. They didn't April Fool's them, thank God. That would have been terrible. Um, but they, you know, they fully legalized it. And, you know, the rest is history. Moving on from there. A lot of other countries followed suit, but not as many as you would think. Honestly, I was doing some research like I do because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Just kidding. I'll be wrong all the time. But uh, I was looking at the history of it a little bit. I won't go into um, too much about what countries do and don't have it. One that's really funny to look at on, um, you know, they do these really uh, pretty color-coded maps on Wikipedia for it. And they have America where like 99% of it is uh, shaded in the color for, you know, marriages open to same-sex couples. And then there's just like a couple of little dots all throughout the United States. Um, and of course, you know, the irony, they, you know, they use red for the little dots because it's the red people that don't like it. Whatever. And then they also, <laughs> this was a, you know, they didn't have to do this, but they have a second map. Because you look at the first map, you know, the, the countries that don't allow it are obviously gray. They're blank. And they made a second map just to flame those other countries where they specifically shaded in for countries that have banned same-sex marriage. And uh, some of them only have it banned for Muslims. 
you know, because when religion gets involved here, it always, uh, it gets a little bit weird. And I like when things get a little weird. And like I said, I like to do my research. So I went ahead and I dug a little bit deeper into the history. And the first section, and when I say dug deeper into my history, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm not looking at any peer-reviewed sources. So please, people, do not come at me. If any history people are in my DMs, like, you're right, I'm wrong. I, I won't have the fight. But anyways, the first time that same-sex marriage appears in literature is actually the Bible. In the book of Leviticus, prohibiting homosexual relationships. And the Hebrews were warned not to follow the acts of the land of Egypt. Which is hilarious to me that whoever was writing you know, Leviticus was like, hey, don't be gay like Egypt. And I would like to know whoever wrote Leviticus had ever actually even been in Egypt or if they were just not into it. Uh, but and, sorry, moving on. Uh, and it clarifies that these ambiguous quote unquote acts were, and that they included same sex marriage. A man would marry a man and a woman, a woman, a man would marry a woman and her daughter, which like weird, don't do that. And a woman would be married to two men. So I guess it wasn't completely directed towards same sex they were like also you know don't marry uh your new wife's daughter which yeah you know don't do that that's weird and so with reading this it um it piqued my interest i needed to go see what other interesting laws were laid out in the book of leviticus and, you know, I thought I was going to find several because I grew up in a very um, conservative religious community. And so I was familiar a little bit with the book of Leviticus. I knew there was some wild stuff in there. So I was expecting, you know, like five, six really silly laws to make fun of. Little did I know there would be a list of about 80 of them. And so I sifted through them and I selected the best ones. There's a whole lot of ones about what you can and can't eat. Not even that, what you can and can't touch. It's literally like, do not touch an unclean animal. And like, it's fun. I'm pretty sure like, according to the Bible, dogs are an unclean animal that you can't eat. And I'm petting my dog every day. So I was disqualified very quickly, according to the book of Leviticus, in terms of clean and unclean. But uh, I went ahead and I picked out some of my favorites that I thought all of you would love to hear about, and we can compare them to modern culture and society. The first one. Do not burn any yeast or honey offerings to God. Interesting. God doesn't like yeast or honey. The next one. Do not fail to include salt in offering to God. Okay. That makes the first one a little more clear. God is a savory guy, not a sweet guy. No honey, definitely salt. Wonder how he feels about pepper. This one, this next one, um, anyone who has an employer 
your employer is uh, breaking a law of Leviticus every time by failing to or holding back the wages of an employee overnight. So everyone, it's time for the revolution. Tomorrow when you go to work, go in there and tell your boss, you are failing in the eyes of the Lord by not paying me my daily earnings every day. I think we should all do it and we'll all get fired and it'll be hilarious. This one right here, this is why I have religious anxiety because a lot of things in the Bible, as Wikipedia said, are very ambiguous. And this one, this is as ambiguous as it comes. Do not bring unauthorized fire before God. What does that mean? What fire is authorized and what is unauthorized? I've got a fire, what do you, a chimney? What is a fireplace? Sheesh. I have a fireplace in my house. How do I know if I'm having an unauthorized or authorized fire? I need more to this, God. Who are you having write this? I need more information. So everyone, be careful if you're, you know, if you smoke at all, be careful with your lighter. Make sure it is authorized fire because the punishment for this was you will be smite out by God. So if your fire is unauthorized, God's going to use his authorized fire to burn you up. Don't say I didn't warn you. This next one, this one is, uh, <laughs> this one, this one might get some people a little bit fired up. So God says, do not go to church within 33 days of giving birth to a baby boy. So ladies, again, I'm going to let my ignorance show. I have no idea how long women are down and out after having a baby. I don't think it's 33 days, but maybe, you know, maybe back then before modern medicine, you know, maybe, maybe it was a little longer. 33 days. Not going to that. I mean, no, that's weird. You're banned from church for a month. Okay. But then the plot thickens. Do not go to church within 66 days of giving birth to a girl. Mm. Sexism in the Bible. Blatantly, too. There's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They're like 33 days for boys, twice as long for girls. Stay home, no church. But why? Because I said so. Because I'm God, and this is the book of Leviticus. This is making me sound really anti-religious. I'm not. If you like church, if you love God, if you like to sing worship songs, that's fantastic. It's, you know, to each their own. I'm just saying that the book of Leviticus is absolutely insane, and it's wild that it has not been canceled yet from the Bible. Moving on. There are a whole lot of rules about having sex in the Bible. I've never seen the amount of rules for having sex. Um, a lot of them make sense. If we're being completely honest, a lot of them are like, don't have sex with your mother or your biological aunt because those make sense. And I get it. I'll give you a pass on those ones because I'm sure, um, you know, the knowledge of genetics was not 
super accessible back in those days, but God knowing everything, he understood genetics. So he was just like, just don't have sex with your family members. Good. Also a whole lot of, um, kind of weird ones where it's like, do not have sex with your wife's daughter or her mother. Okay. Do not marry your wife's sister if your wife is still alive. Okay. I'm not sure why God felt like he had to tell people these, but who knows what they were doing. Maybe there was a lot of adultery going on back in the days of Leviticus. This next one, I would assume goes without saying, but I wasn't there. So God felt the need to tell people to not have sex with animals. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have to tell people not to be doing something, it leads me to believe that they were already doing it. Because there was a whole lot of time before Leviticus. And to me, it kind of feels like people were banging animals. They were banging animals and they were banging their ants. Their biological ants, not the insect. You know what I mean. And God had to put a quick end to that. I think bestiality comes up multiple times in the Bible too. As if it was an ongoing problem. So... Thank goodness we have that moral compass to set us straight. Now these ones, these ones are the super silly ones. This next one though, I completely agree with. Uh, Do not trim your beard, gentlemen. As a guy who can't grow a beard, be proud of what you can have and what you can grow. God wants you to have that beard. Stop shaving. Stop cutting your beard. Stop doing these whatever beard lineups. Let it go. Let it grow. Be looking like Moses out here. Actually, I wonder if Moses wrote this and he just had the most thick, long, luscious beard. And he was like, I want to see if anybody else can uh, can outdo me. So this is a rule. No trimming your beard. Or maybe God just told him. I don't know. Next one. Uh, this one feels super obvious. But in case you weren't sure, uh, you should not make your daughter prostitute herself. And it follows with, you know, not because it's bad, but because the land will turn to prostitution. (laughs) Do not let your daughter sell herself for money because it will be an extremely successful business venture. Not because it's wrong and it's bad parenting, but because the entire land will turn up to bang your daughter. Wow. Leviticus flagrant. This one. This one goes out to all you drug dealers. God wrote this one specifically for y'all. Lying, cheating people, saying it's an eighth when we all know that it's not. Do not use dishonest weights or scales. That's right. You thought the Bible didn't have something for everyone. It does. Even the drug dealers. If you're going to sell drugs... If you're going to be in that industry, please, please just do it legally and honestly, because quite simply, that that's what God wants. He wants you to be distributing 
you know, honest, honest amounts of weed. That's probably enough of um, me going in on the book of Leviticus. Because like I said, not anti-religion. My family, very religious. My mother, the nicest, sweetest, most Christian woman in the world. I love her to death. But, you know, I love a good opportunity to throw the laws of Leviticus back at her. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, So finally... I'll wrap up with this. Unfortunately, I'm not going to do it this week. I'm not going to do this uh, the final segment, the correct me if I'm wrong segment, because it requires interaction from you, the listeners, my therapists. Because I, I love to be right. I love to talk like I'm right, even if I have no idea what I'm talking about. So for this segment, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to post a poll on my Instagram every week. I might even do two a week, depending on the interaction that I get, where I'm going to ask everyone to try to stump me with a word or a topic, something that I don't know about. And I'll pick one of the suggestions each week, and I will do my best to explain what it is or the origin of it without looking it up. Hence the name, correct me if I'm wrong. And I promise I won't look it up. I won't cheat because, spoiler alert, the whole point of this is uh, that I'm going to be giving wrong answers. But maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe I will be right. But this segment really hinges on support from all of you beautiful people on my Instagram. So please go follow me. Greg Tyler comedy. Um, there's not a whole lot of activity on that page right now. For being completely honest, I actually had a vicious reality check this week. Um, when I was applying for sponsors for both this pro this podcast and my other podcast, the wave this week. Um, and I was reaching out to them things were going really well from being completely honest, you know, I'm plugging in numbers about the site, about the wavy pack Instagram. It looks good. And then I get to the final page and they're like, uh, please link your personal, um, Instagram page. And I should have just exited it because it's embarrassing. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to take a shot because I know that's what all of my therapists would tell me to do. And so I did it and I linked my page with all 30 followers on it. And the response that I got from them was that we will give you 20% off if you buy one of our products. And that doesn't sound like a sponsorship to me. So please, please, please go follow me. Greg Tyler comedy. Also follow the wavy pack. And I was, see, I was going to do one this week, but I didn't want to like make one up and just have it be totally written and cheaty and hacky. So that's my offering to all of you guys. I'm being honest. I'm trying my best. So please go follow. I, I'm not going to say I hate to beg because I'll do it. I've already been begging. Please go follow. 
because it'll just make it a whole lot more fun for me and for everybody else if you do, if you interact with my posts. But that's all I have for this week. Keeping it short. Next week, I'll be back with um, my new Rosebud and Thorn. I'll have some new fun history. Probably, pro- probably go a little deeper in on the history. I was planning to do a little bit more, and then this Leviticus stuff just took me over, and I essentially read the entire book of Leviticus, which was a snooze fest. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. So keep checking back, you know, check out the site, wavepack.com. Shout out Max for letting me do this, giving me these opportunities. And as always, we appreciate you and your support. Until next time, I love you all.